Hey everybody, welcome to the EquipCast. My name is Jim Jansen and I am your host. And I got a really fun conversation for you today. Uh, I sit down with Father Tom Fangman and we talk about how to let go, how to start working with an administrative assistant. This is kind of a niche topic. Some of you are like, not going to be working with an administrative assistant, but you're going to love the way Father Tom talks about the process of letting go. It really, it's like letting go of the control, the surrender, uh, the trust involved. It, it really is a, a, a very beautiful picture of a conversion process. He talked about how he's been able to grow and flourish since he's been able to, well, do just that, let go and uh, let people, in this case, an administrative assistant, help him. Uh, you're going to love today's conversation. Take a listen. Welcome to the EquipCast for the Archdiocese of Omaha. Designed to help leaders to transform their cultures, to embody the pastoral vision, to be one church, encountering Jesus, equipping disciples, and living mercy. Father Tom Fangman, welcome to the EquipCast. I am excited to have the opportunity to be here today. Yeah, thank you. We're, we're here sitting down together in the chancery, which... You know, peek behind the scenes. Not not all the time. Uh, a lot of times we're recording remotely, but it worked out for us to be able to be together in person and uh, really glad you're here. We're going to have a fun conversation about how to let go and start working with uh, an administrative assistant. We were at, an, at another context in another <laughs> meeting and I heard you share some stories uh, just kind of offhandedly. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's that's going to be an EquipCast episode. <laughs> but But before we dive into it, Tell people a little bit about who you are. Well, I have been a priest now for the Archdiocese for 30 years. Hard to believe. Wow. Just this year? Yeah. Is this a yeah, I hit 30. Congratulations. And so, uh, yeah, it's pretty exciting. I'm pretty, I couldn't be happier, you know? There's lots and lots of reasons why I love being a priest. You're with people and families at the holy moments of life, and I've yeah. been I've been really blessed to to be in the parishes that I've been at. I've been at four of them so far. Okay. Know? What ones? Just for – it's kind of an, an insider thing, but what parishes? Okay. Well, my I, when I first was ordained, I went to St. Philip Neary, and I was there from 1992 to 1996. Okay. Then in 1996, I went to Norfolk, and I was at Sacred Heart St. Mary's. I was there from 1996 to 1998. Oh, and just for the non-Omaha folks listening, Philip Neary is in the north part of town, kind of a you know little bit, little bit of urban setting, significantly African American neighborhood, or is, I don't know if it was then. No, you know what? It's it's or, it's a melting pot. Mel- it's yeah. really I, very I mean, diverse. It, it's just so diverse. I yeah. you. you to this day, I think it's probably one of the most diverse parishes. I because, think you're right. Yeah, uh, territory wise, it covers the largest boundary. Really, and, and wow, so you trivia. Have, so you have rural and urban because right, because it's people right on the edge of the like city. Inner, it can be like the inner city part on the north side of Omaha, but then you get into Ponca Hills and you have all sorts yeah. of all sorts of farms and ranches, little and acreages, and, and yeah. yeah. Okay. And then Norfolk is one of the micropolitans, often kind of like the <laughs> geographic center. So it's rural, but there's enough population size that it almost feels- It makes it a huge parish. Yeah. No, huge. It's like a su- large suburban parish. And it's unique because it has two different two different churches and it's one parish. Yes. 
And it's been that way for a long time and it still continues to be that way. And, yeah. and before I went there, I thought, how, how, why, how, why don't they just break it into two parishes? It almost takes being there to realize once you're there, you realize this ha- it, it works the way that it works. And so I was there yeah. for two years. I taught at Norfolk Catholic High School. And then after two years of being up there, I was asked to come to come to Sacred Heart, which was in the heart of North Omaha in mm-hmm. the inner city, and to to go there. And <laughs> I stayed there for a long time. I was there for 18 years. Wow. And saw lots and lots of changes take place over those 18 years. Yeah. And and then back in 2016. Uh, July of 2016, I was assigned to St. Patrick's in Elkhorn. And mm-hmm. so as hard as it is to even say, I've been there now for six, just a little over six years now. Yeah. And St. Patrick's, like yeah, on the trivia note, youngest parish, average parishioner it's, age? Yeah, yeah. The average age there is like is t- 27. Yeah. Um, like 40% of the parish is is under 16 years old. Yeah. It's been booming and growing and it's, there's not very many dull days that are around there. (laughs) (laughs) There's lots going on every day, which, which is exciting to be a part of. Yeah. That's a, that's a great way to put it. Well, maybe that's a nice jumping off point because as we, you know, you've been a pastor priest served a variety of circumstances, a variety of different locations. Now, one of the largest parishes, you know, in the archdiocese and in in the state, Uh, not the largest, but great growth trajectory, you know, the new people moving in every day. That's a lot of responsibility. And I just want to, before we maybe dive into the, maybe the help that you found in having, you know, an administrative assistant and support before we even met. You know, you have a reputation, I think, for your pastoral manner, um, for your thank you notes, you're fa- <laughs> famous for your thank you notes. And yeah, and just the the way you care for people. Give people a little bit of a glimpse into kind of who you are, your your style and your values, because I don't think that's incidental to your choosing to get some help and assistance. It's almost like it's the backstory. So give people a little glimpse as to who you are. <laughs> well, you are too kind to say what you said. That being said, I who let's see, where would be a glimpse? I guess when I look at being a pastor, I, I've always felt like that, that it's really important to to appreciate what people do mm. and to and the ways that they offer themselves. And I want to notice those things. I, I you know, I try to invite people. Yeah. And and especially if I invite them to be a part of something, it once they are, once they're engaging themselves in whatever that happens to be, whether it's a committee or a right. or a ministry or whatever it is, I try to just when I see good things, when I see good things and when I I think it is so important to be thankful. Uh because, you know, yeah. What I what I've learned I've learned a lot over the years, but one of the first things that I learned is that in any given parish, there are many, many, many people that can do things much better than I can do it myself. And lots of times all they want to do is just be asked to be a part of something. And 
And and then once they are, to try to keep them loving what they're doing and engaged in what they're doing. And and I guess I feel okay. <laughs> I'm not exaggerating. I usually I usually write five to ten thank you notes a night. Wow. Um, almost every night. And I just, um, <laughs> your I, mother I, must be so proud. Oh, she, she's not very proud of my writing because, <laughs> okay. I do have to tell you this, um, because, and I'm using this as an excuse that I'm going with. Usually by the time I write my thank you notes, it's at night, I'm sitting in my chaise lounge. I just put a notebook on my lap and I sit there and I write and so I'm going to go with that because it would be much different if I was sitting at my desk writing these <laughs> thank you notes because I get teased all the time about how horrible my writing is. And I would. Yeah, I would be. I'd be lying if I said I didn't need someone <laughs> to help me read one of the thank you notes <laughs> I received. I'm like, wow, this is so nice. Can it's you- been called Fang Manese before, to be <laughs> honest with you. You know, and, and, and couples will tell me they're like, oh, it was more than it was like. It was like a, a puzzle. We were able to, we sat, my husband or my wife and I, we sat up and we tried to figure out the words that you wrote. But <laughs> I keep, I always tell them, I'm like, okay, but the meaning behind it yeah. is that I'm just thankful for what yeah. you've done, you know? So, yeah. I, so I, I just think that I never want to be a person that just takes things for granted or just, you know, expects things to happen because- yeah. I, I feel like we all can get so much further just by being thankful. Yeah. I bring that up. I love, I love that because it, it was part of the inspiration for me when I, you know, as I was reflecting just ahead of our conversation, I've, I've been blessed to be able to work with five different people, you know, administrative assistants or people who are supporting me in roles over the years. And the ability to do thank you notes, to have like a little bit of freedom and a little bit of help. And as simple as it may be, just the accountability, that was a, that was like a little motivation that helped push me over the edge to say, okay, I just need to do this. I need to let someone help me just as silly as it may sound, just so I can do thank you notes. Father, talk a little bit about the process because it caught my attention. Again, we were in a very different context, but you talked about how hard some of the transitions were in the process as you started to work with someone Give people a little bit of a of a peek into that that process you went through. Where do I even begin? It's a long process now that I really reflect over it because it takes me back. Hmm. There was a time in my life which I used to be much more spontaneous, which I liked being spontaneous. And I mean, like off the charts, I, I could be driving down. I could be driving down the interstate and think, oh my gosh, that would be fun to go to Chicago right now. And I'd drive home and be on the road for Chicago 20 minutes later. Wow. And, you know, I mean, that that, that was before I was ordained. Yeah. <laughs> Believe me, spiritually, I, I, I get it. I understand that you, that we all need to grow up and we need to become. But but just the the thrill of having a lot going on has always been what makes me tick. I mm-hmm. love, I love, I love, you know, I, you won't hear me say how busy I am. I won't say that. I decided a long time ago. Yeah. I always say, well, you know what? Life is full yes. and, and I'm just, and I, I can be thankful for that because I'd be bored if it wasn't. But beyond that, the truth be told is that when I look at what 
I need and what's going to make me fulfilled and what's going to put me in a good place. For a long time, I thought it had to do with being in control. Mm. Like I had to be in control. I'm so, I'm, there's so many things in our lives that we're not control in control of, but the one thing I yeah. can be in control of, especially is my, my schedule or my calendar. Wow. And and so I really I had such a hard time letting that go because like I said I don't have control on so many things but this right. is the one thing I'm going to keep control of because I can do it and I need to do it and I don't want anybody else getting involved with this. Yeah. And it's and it's me knowing what I can do and what I can't do. And uh, I look back over my priesthood so much of it is going back to the structure of how things were in the seminary mm. and how they were every year. And every single year I would go to, you know, Office Depot, I would get the exact same calendar. I get the exact calendar every, I, I would go get it in the summertime so that I could start transferring things into for the next year. Yeah. I'm embarrassed to say this, but I finally, I, I had saved so many of those calendars as if, as if I even looked at, they were in my closet. The but old, oh, the old my ones. My old calendars, yeah. just in case I might need to go back and look up something. But it was my way of being in control of what I felt like was was my my daily schedule. Yeah. And so I constantly, okay, I'd have to get this huge, huge calendar that opened up and it had it down to the hour. Every single hour, I used to love to be able to open it up, go to the day, figure out, be able to put things in there. And I was trying to manage it all by myself. Mm -hmm. I would, I just felt like this way I can take a view and put it on. And along with that is I would take lots of people calling for appointments. I don't mean to go off on a tangent, but this takes me back to when I first was ordained 30 years ago. I'll never forget the first day that I was in the parish. I started scheduling appointments and scheduling appointments. And then all of a sudden something just changed where like mm. somebody died and I had to like Rearrange. Yeah. I had to reschedule all these appointments. And at that time, I didn't even write people's phone numbers down. I just write their oh, name. Yeah. Well, so then I went through this period of for years and years and years, I'd write a person's name. I'd write their phone number right below it in case I had to call and cancel yeah. or reschedule the appointment. And so, so looking back over the way things have been, I was so attached to my calendar Mm -hmm. And I mean, to the point where it was like my security, it was my security. <laughs> I had to have it with me. I mean, I had to have it with me all the time. If, if I was ever on vacation the whole time and everything was great until one time when I went to Mexico and I was going to where I was staying and within one minute, my backpack got stolen. Guess what was in it? Oh, uh, yeah. My calendar. Yeah. My calendar. It And all of a sudden, here I am in a place where I don't have anything now. I don't even know what I'm supposed to do next week, let alone next year. Yeah. And I have all these things in the calendar. But I still, I mean, the second I got back from 
Mexico. I went and bought another calendar. Back to Office Depot. It went back and did the same thing. And I was doing that for years and years and years. Well, then all of a sudden, I I get to St. Patrick's. And there's all sorts of people at St. Patrick's that are, whether they're my you know, parish council or whether they're the staff or whether they're the vi- my vision committee. So many people kept saying to me, they're like, Father, you need an administrative assistant. Oh my gosh, Father, you need an administrative assistant. And I knew I did, mm. but I also knew that if I had one, that that was going to mean that I had to let go of some of what I felt like was my own control of my own life. Yeah. And, and so I, you know, I kept hearing it from them over and over and over. And like I said, I knew deep down that that was something that I really needed to be open to. And so four years ago, she came into my life (laughs) (laughs) and, and my life's never been the same. And it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. The difference it makes. God knows exactly what we need, and and I really do yeah. believe puts the right people in our lives at the time when we need them the most. And yeah. um, <laughs> oh my gosh! So anyway, Kathy came on board, mm-hmm. and Kathy was you know gonna she came on as my administrative assistant. I can't even tell you. I mean, it really does. It brings tears to my eye when I my eyes when I think about everything that she does and is capable of doing. Yeah. And she's like my right-hand person. She's got my back. She covers, you know, I, I trust her. I mean, that's the thing is, yeah. you know what? You you have to be, you have to have a person that you trust. Yeah. That's that like can, the secret ingredient. It's isn't huge, it? huge yeah. that you can just let it go and know it's going to be handled well. Yeah. And, and that is what happened with, I knew at the time she's gifted, she's good, she she has lots and lots and lots of talents. Mm-hmm. She also has kids and now grandchildren. Okay. And I, so I was like, <laughs> I feel like I'm in competition now because I'm like, all I wanted to do is to stay happy because I'm so happy that yeah. she's with, that she's with me too. And, you know, I it always helps to have a good sense of humor to the whole thing because she said to me when I asked her if she would consider coming and be my, my administrative assistant, she said, you know, I really, really, really love doing things with my kids and my, and my grandkids. And I go, you have total freedom. I will just be thankful that you're here whenever you can be. I, I always believe family comes first. Mm-hmm. You don't, you don't have to miss anything. And, so I said, we're going to make this work. Yeah. So now I come in in the morning and am greeted with with a smile. Mm-hmm. Good morning. Oh, I made you some iced tea. Do you want me to go get you some? She runs in and gets me iced tea before my appointments start. She comes back. We definitely have a, a week, well, once a week, every Tuesday we come together okay. in the morning and we co- we kind of go through my calendar we go through my calendar and we we talk about and she will bring up things that maybe she could do that might make it a little easier sure. or a contact she can make. She sits there and writes there and takes notes. Can you give an example of the type of stuff? So clearly, right, she's man- helping you to manage your calendar and your appointments. But what are some of those little things that she does? 
I mean, she she'll call and make doctor's appointments for me. Sure. I, yeah. I mean, she will. I you know I do thank you dinners. I do thank mm-hmm. you dinners and have people over, and she'll you know send out a sign to see how many people can come and be there that night. There's nothing she can't do, and mm-hmm. she does everything because I really do believe. I mean, she it just flows from her. Mm-hmm. It flows from her, her goodness. She was the school secretary before she came to work for me. So okay. she knew every she knew every family and every child in the whole school. Sure. Yeah. And and I I needed somebody like that sort of person. You, you kind of have to get somebody that you know that you mesh with. Yeah. And I and also, I mean, this is huge to me. To this day, I have never had anything but compliments about how they I mean, I hear it all the yes. time. I, couples, couples that I'm doing marriage prep with, they're like, "Oh my gosh, your Kathy is unbelievable." She went beyond. She went beyond, and yeah. she's. And I just think that if you can find somebody that compliments what you're trying to do, mm-hmm. and you know that it's going to be done, and it, you know it's going to be done in a way that is good and that and, yeah. and well that represents you it re- it, it really does yeah you know? that for me that was so right glimpse into i mentioned i've had the privilege to work with five different you know, assistants i'm bad at scheduling i'm pretty good when i show up or when, when i'm there but like the scheduling and my desire to to be able to like reschedule if uh if something suddenly comes up and to be able to express my regrets and to get back to people quickly. Like Angie, in this case, is able to like do that for me. And she's like, oh, Jim's so sorry. And she's able to kind of extend my regrets and quickly reschedule and communicate. You know, like, no, this really matters. I want to get together with you. Yeah, she's able to extend my care and concern in a way that I can't do myself very effectively because of other obligations and Maybe, if truth be told, some ineptitude with scheduling. <laughs> so I want to go back to something you said. Like As you were talking about the process you went through, I mean, there's like, you're using words like control. And, you know, I, I knew deep down it was something I was supposed to be open to. It sounds like a conversion process as, as you're talking about it. I mean, just, it's, there's a little bit of that language. And th- there was fear. And there was... Yeah facing uncertainty and then there was trusting coming to a place of trusting and all of that the good news is is that you know if we open ourselves up to it there's gonna be resurrection and there's gonna be the dawning of a new day and and so i i think i found that through through what we share together well it caught my attention the first time you talked about like how hard it was like talk about like a death before the resurrection to let go of the planner to to, like you know to let it to let it go how hard that was i'm not so proud to admit that i but that's where things were at okay yeah then we haven't even talked about this we can get into the the phone because that's another whole yeah. Uh, you know what? I never trusted. I never fully trusted the phone. Mm-hmm. Because I was always so worried that every all my information was going to end up on a cloud and you know, I don't know how to get to that cloud. Yeah. That cloud. I was so petrified of that for years, years. Yeah. And you know, and here I'm watching every I'm watching everybody else further grow in their understanding and working with technology. And I was like, 
okay, but I might be able to do that my phone and contact people, but I am not putting my calendar on that phone. I am not yeah. putting my calendar on that phone. And again, I had all these people around the parishes, around the parish that kept saying, your life would be so much easier if you would get to that place. Yeah. Okay, so then, so I have my black security calendar <laughs> that up until the last two years, I haven't bought a calendar uh -huh. because I com I completely flipped and trans transformed into my phone, you yeah. know? And, so, but up until that point, for the last year, I never even wrote in that calendar for one year, but I had it on my desk just in case, That's in case things got off and went to that cloud that I could always come back. <laughs> grab the planner That I the could desk. always come back to the planner. And yeah. so then I switched over to my phone totally two years ago. Okay. And... And that's where, okay, you, you talk about trusting somebody to your calendar. Yeah. Well, you know, Kathy has access to my schedule mm -hmm. on my, my calendar on my phone. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, that's, she can schedule appointments for me. And, you know, and she's, she's really, really aware. I mean, she'll consider... Oh my gosh, if so and so's coming in and this is going to be a heavy conversation. So the the next hour I'm going to go light, you know? Yeah. I mean, she knows a, my schedule so well. Yeah, that's that, what Angie does for me. Like I'll schedule myself back to back to back in stupid fashion where like I have nothing left and she's like, "How about we give you a bathroom break?" <laughs> yeah. How about we give you time to go for a walk cuz yeah, just like you said like this one's going to take a lot. It's a good place to get to when you can when you can trust somebody like that. Yeah. Because and it's better. Because again, it's it's giving her that access that that takes more control off. Yeah. It ends up really taking more out of my control. Yeah. Which with which in the big picture of things is a good thing. Yeah. But but, but it's, it's just hard. it's hard because we're so set. We can be so set in our ways. And then we can think, like me, you could think oh my gosh, this is the way I've always done it and I don't want to change it. Or you could do it because of fear. Like, oh my, I don't know how this is. I'm just so afraid that it won't work out. Yeah. Or you can just completely surrender it and say, okay, well, don't know exactly how this is going to turn out, but I believe it's going to be a good thing. And in this case, it really, really has been, you know? Yeah. Just at a practical level, what are some of the things that Kathy helps you out? You mentioned mentioned calendar and she's able to add appointments and create the margin. And what else does Kathy help you with? You know what? I find her, she's such a good person and, and committed. She's very committed to her faith. And I, I like running things by her sometimes, you know, hmm. if I have a question sure. about something, you know, if I have questions or she's a great mother and a, a great wife. And so sometimes, yeah. sometimes I could just talk to her about, Things that are something that I'm dealing with with trying to help somebody else. Sure, know? yeah, just a so, little quick counsel and um, she she takes on. She's willing to do anything. I mean, if if I need to have medicine picked up over at Walgreens, I was dealing with trying to go to Italy this summer, mm. and I had my passport, and I've had my passport for ten years. Well, all of a sudden, you have to have a new passport within three months. 
of and there's it's kind of crazy. But yeah, it's it's not she, expired, like, but there's a yeah, yeah. And she like, I mean, she just got on the phone and found out exactly where I had to go, and and yeah. and, and then gave it to me. She's like, you have to go here. You have an appointment at this time, and da da da. Yeah, she does all of that. Stuff. Yeah, research probably travel plans when you have to go out of town. She, stuff. She's travel. She has made all of my airline tickets. I mean, she just she does everything like that. Yeah, that's that's huge. That's huge. It's not huge. not writing the thank you notes. Does she mail them though? Does she do the? Because I usually mail. Them. Usually mail. Them. Okay. You know, I was I, just wondering if 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 Fang Mini if the post office you know reads. The, <laughs> reads I could. I could. I mean, I I'm sure I could if I. But you know, I guess I if they're parish things, I do send. I will send them and take them in, and she can do yeah. them if they're my personal stuff. I sure. She probably helps with some correspondence, right? Like drafting some letters, things oh, like gosh. that. Oh gosh, you know what? I get asked to write lots of letters of recommendation. Yeah, yeah. Um, or just to be a reference for. It seems like there's kids asking for. They're applying for a scholarship, and they, yeah, they, you know, just there's lots of letters. Yeah, there's like always that. always something. So, talk a little bit about. I mean, you said you know, just like it's been wonderful, game changing. What are some of the concrete effects that you've noticed on yourself? Uh, like, has this made you more available? For sure. For sure. She gets me to where I need to be. I mean, yesterday after school, they were having a special meeting for the whole faculty, but they wanted to have everybody there. And she arranged it so that I could be there. And it was one of our teachers is real sick. And yeah. so they wanted to let everybody know. And they wanted me to be there at that meeting. Well, I was scheduled with something. She arranged it so that I could be there. Right. Know? And let people know, I'm sorry, Father can't make it now, but we'll we'll find another time. And, yeah. And yeah. She, in this case, she got me to go to the meeting to be with all of them. Yeah. And, and held the other people off for a while. Yeah. Know? And and she knows your priorities. Yeah. That like, no, this is an urgent circumstance. It's coming up. This is right at the heart of, you know, your kind of priestly pastoral role. And she's like, all right, we're going to make that happen. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I want to address, and this is maybe a little bit of my own pet peeve. I think there's there's probably some people like, well, that sounds great, but there's no way I could I could do that. You know, I, I know a number of people who are like, gosh, you know, like uh, if they're a priest, like my parish can't afford that, or I don't know if we have anybody like that, somebody like a Kathy or an Angie who could fill that role. I I mean, it would be you know disingenuous to imagine that it's it's universally accessible. But just full disclosure here, we get no endorsement, but I've worked with a company called Belay before. It's like a climbing term for anybody who's kind of nerdy outdoorsy. Belay is the, the name of the person on the ground who kind of holds the rope while you're climbing. And uh, the Belay Corporation offers remote virtual assistance, and they're wonderful. Well, I just have to add, I've heard of that as well. And same thing, I would just echo because they're able to do it and people don't even know. Yeah. I, I, people don't even know that they're, I mean, sometimes they can be in another state. Yeah, you know? I've worked with two, one in Florida, one in Colorado. They got, you know, emails, like local emails and and 402, that's the Nebraska area code. What was cool about it is I was a month-to-month contract pay by the hour. And they were like top of the line professional uh, administrative assistants. They taught me how to let them help me. Uh, and it was such a, such a huge gift. And 
I mean, I feel like for anyone, if you're you know a, a budding entrepreneur, it's like, man, I can't hire someone full time, uh, or maybe I'm you know I'm in a geographic area where it's like I don't know if we have the population who would have this experience. These folks at Belay are awesome. They they are they're not sponsors of the show. If they want to make a donation, that'd be fine. But <laughs> I think they should after yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, this is good. But like I've worked with Belay uh, and love it. It's been fantastic. And they go through to kind of what you said. Uh, earlier, you got to find someone you mesh with. They go through a pretty intensive screening matching process to make sure that you find someone that really clicks with you. Uh, and then they, again, because they're they're all professionals, they kind of walk you through an onboarding and a training so that they're like, okay, you can do this however you want, but here's some best practices we recommend. And they they teach you how to do it. It's been fantastic. So if anybody wants, we'll put a link in the show notes. If you want to check it out, highly endorse Belay as a way to get started. Maybe if you don't feel like you've got the ability to hire someone full-time. Well, you know, I guess with kind of wrapping this up and and throwing in just some final comments, I, I, yeah. I guess I'm proof of a person that has come full circle and come to a place where where I've gone from feeling that I could do it all myself and from feeling like, oh, this is within my control. We can make it so hard on ourselves when, yeah. when if you just really made it a priority to, to try to find someone who you know compliments you and somebody mm-hmm. you know that you can can work with, the fruits of of just getting to that place it makes it possible for you to to just grow and to flourish mm. and to to make yourself that much more able yeah. to to accomplish things you know yeah yeah i mean i hear you say you're like you're freer you're more productive um you're more present all the things that you want but you had to go through that little death of <laughs> Let it go of the the planner and trusting someone to help you in this way. Yeah. It's been, like I said, it's funny how how things come about. I'm glad that it did. I look back and I wonder, why did I let it take so long? Yeah. Like I said, I do everything in the world to keep her happy because I'm like, okay, I was teasing her last week. I go, okay, well, you know what? I have like 10 more. You're going to stay here until we're going to retire at the same time. Yeah. We? You know, she's like, oh, that's 10 years, you know, yeah. but, but she likes what she's doing. Right. She, you can oh, tell she enjoys she loves it. support. Yeah. The same thing with Angie. And that's, I mean, that's part of like, for those of you who are thinking about, well, maybe I'll find someone within my organization or someone else that I know that's fine. But one of the ways, you know, you've got a good fit is they love the idea of helping in this way. Right, they enjoy it, and that's what that's what I've seen when I've been able to work with people. They're not just helping; they love it. It's actually a ministry and it a service a for them, and they're like they love helping in this way. Humbled because I'm, because I think, how blessed am I that you are willing to to take on so much ministry yeah. and and to do all this in order to try to make my life to make my life. I, I don't even know if easier is the just to make my life better. Yeah. You know, I think there's something mysterious here. I mean, kind of close on this, like a lot of, I mean, again, I know some people listen, you know, they're, they're in a professional role, yeah, you know, entrepreneurial business, whatever. 
but many of our listeners are kind of in a, you know, in a church space. And it's one thing to come to the point where you have the heart of a servant and you want to serve other people. But for many of us, letting someone serve us is the thing. Yeah, it's like, that's what we're not good at. And the irony is sometimes they're connected. The ability to let someone serve us is all the difference maker in us actually getting to another level of fruitfulness in service to others. And I think it's, I think you see it in Jesus's example, right? I mean, Jesus doesn't just serve. He, God of the universe, lets people serve him. Father, any, any closing thoughts here? This has been, this has been great stuff. It has, I've enjoyed it. It was just a good chance to, for me to think about how blessed I am and how thankful I am to have people like my administrative assistant, Kathy, yeah. there, you know? Well, God bless the Kathy's and Angie's of the world. And uh, thanks for being with us. Thanks for sharing your story. Honored anytime. Been, it's been wonderful to be here. All right, everybody, if you know someone who needs to hear this, somebody who like, you've been like telling them like, you need help, pause and uh, share that with a friend. Thanks for being with us. <laughs>